You're listening to Terrific Con presents the Power Cosmic Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to everything you love. That's comic books, TV, movies, collectibles, and more. Brought to you by Mitchell A.S. Halleck, the producer of Terrific Con, the world's greatest comic con every summer at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. Join Mitch and his special guest, Jerry Ordway, and his pals all across the comic fandom as they talk about the things you love. Now, sit back, get ready, and listen to today's episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Mitch Halleck, creator of Terrificon, Connecticut's Terrific Comic Con, telling you that we're back this July 30th to August 1st at the Mohegan Sun Expo Center in Uncasville, Connecticut. But why should you listen to me? Just sit back and listen to my good friend, Larry Kenny, star of Thundercats, a.k.a. Lino, tell you all about this year's show. Take it away, Larry. Welcome back to Mitch Halleck's Terrificon, Connecticut's Terrific Comic Con here at Mohegan Sun. We hope you have a great time at Terrificon, the home of the largest gathering of comic book creators in New England. From the Avengers to the X-Men, Captain America to Batman, meet your favorite artists and writers who brought your heroes to life at Terrificon. And don't forget to stop by and see the stars of terrific movies, TV shows, and animation at Terrificon. Get an autograph, grab a selfie or professional photo op with your favorite actors. Still want more? Well, you can shop for comics, artwork, toys, games, and cool stuff in our dealer room. You'll find it all at Terrificon. Thank you once again for coming to see us here at Mohegan Sun. And remember, fans, there might be a lot of Comic-Cons out there, but there's only one Terrificon. It's terrific. Hey, everybody. If you haven't heard already, tonight's episode is going to be Jerry and I's immediate reaction to the new Marvel Studios film, The Black Widow. Yes, it's finally here after over a year and a half, or maybe a year. I don't remember anymore. It's gotten so long. Anyway, before I get started and you hear Jerry and I ramble on about what we thought of the show, just remember, by the time you hear this, it'll be less than three weeks before I'm back at the Mohegan Sun for Terrific Con. And if you haven't checked out this year's guest list, what are you waiting for? Everybody from Donny Cates... Dan Jurgens, Tim Sale, John Cassidy, Larry Stroman, Jerry Ordway, obviously, and a zillion more people, plus there's actors like Michael Rooker, Sean Gunn, Adrian Paul, uh, Ross Marquand from The Walking Dead and The Infinity War and all that stuff. So do yourself a favor. If you haven't checked out and you haven't listened to the ads, go to Terrificon.com and be part of the fun at Mohegan Sun. Now, you're going to hear two old guys drive around in a rainy night after seeing a giant IMAX movie. The first big movie in like since the last time we went to the show, which was uh, Tenant, back in the fall. So you're going to hear Jerry and I talk about the new Scarlett Johansson Marvel Studios film of The Black Widow. Here you go. Have fun and see you at Terrificon. Yeah. Well... I mean, for now, everybody lived. Because you know the end of the movie. I'm sitting there going, well, we know Black Widow ain't coming back because yeah. it's a prequel. So it is what it is. I was thinking maybe, you know, like one of the other, like the mother. Or yeah, the that is where the entire row somebody, of those lights are blinking. Why are these people, they I need to go that way. Why yeah, they, they do, but they're being a little silly. Anyway, Jerry and I are back. At, something must have hit a transformer. There's no way those things are all flashing like that for no reason. 
This is weird too, though. Yeah. Also, whoop. <laughs> Famous last words. They found his recorder going. Anyway, Jerry and I just came from an IMAX showing of Black Widow, uh, finally in theaters after over a year of being delayed, and we were here in a crowded movie theater. We uh, just uh, bathed in Purell on the way back, and I've just ripped my lungs out and put a new set in. No. I purposely haven't trimmed my nose hair for <laughs> to, a year. To filter it. it. Filter yeah. all that. I, the, the theater was packed. No one moved. I noticed that because I had to take a leak and I couldn't get out of the theater in time. And nobody wanted to get up because we were all waiting to see what was going to happen next. But I thought people were going to start cheering when the Marvel fanfare came on. I really did. I said, watch somebody start clapping. Like, yeah. As soon as you saw that. I honestly still Jesus miss the superhero God. images. In oh, the beginning like of the movie? Doing the mind control. I know, I know. Strobing lights. No, I'll tell you what. On Disney Plus, when they finally started showing WandaVision back in February, the, yeah. the first time I heard that music and all of a sudden the letters came up, it said yeah. Marvel, I got goosebumps. I was like, oh my God, Marvel's back after a year of nothing. Yeah, it definitely you know? feels like... Even when it starts up with Loki, too. Loki yeah. had a different sound yeah. every week, but this week they actually went towards the traditional... Yeah. Did you notice the Loki theme is very close? Just from memory, it's very close to Daredevil, the Netflix Daredevil show. Oh, with that, that so like it's weird. Din, 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 din. It's like more of a beat, like a driving beat thing. I watched Daredevil last week when I had my eye trouble. Oh. I sat there and said, "Might as well oh, get because, used to being blind." Why, so because, I, yeah, because of Daredevil. Yeah, my Sharon comes in. She goes, "What are you doing? Like, watching Daredevil?" She goes, "What?" Oh no, Owen said, "Why are you watching Daredevil?" I said, "Just getting used to seeing what it's like." Oh. He's like, oh, God, you're so dramatic. But anyway, uh, yes, they're all back. The uh, the superhero movies. The trailers went on for about half Trailers hour. went on forever. <laughs> we saw every trailer they had. Like, dust that off. You know what's weird? I saw a poster for Jurassic World 3 or something yeah. on the way out. I don't even know what the status is of that movie. Because I'm like, I know it's done because yeah. well, they filmed they, it a year ago, right, I but think. They, that one, they started up and stopped like four times. Yeah. Because people kept getting, getting sick. Getting sick, yeah. Or yeah. testing positive or whatever. Whatever happened. Well, this thing I thought was really good. Yeah. And So this was filmed obviously before the pandemic. Yeah. So, I mean, this was ready to go. So it's not like... Do you think they went back and tinkered with any of it? Well, I do think that... Like we were talking, I th- there is an extra scene that's no spoilers. But that you think like, was not the original yeah, no, one? I, it feels like they they went back and, and goosed it. Yeah, it yeah. probably had something else that maybe led to, you know. Do you think they should have made this movie years ago and let the girl let the Black Widow carry the film? Because she did the whole she movie. I mean, she did. She I was, watched it. She, she wasn't was like she was yeah. great when she debuted in Iron Man. I mean, at that point, it was like. Wow, this is a good character. Yeah, why didn't they have her own spinoff? Yeah. And since wait and her till backstory, after. you knew was going to be tragic and sad yeah. and and all that because the, you know they hinted at it in the comics yeah. over the years. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think the problem is until now they didn't think a superhero could carry a big budget film. Maybe I mean Wonder Woman proved that. Yeah, but I do think that there's a point where they were. I think it's important. This is going to sound stupid in a way, but I think it's important that these characters have a female director because I do think it adds an element mm. of something, like whether it's just not, you know, doing the pervy kind of uh, camera yeah, angle yeah, shots yeah, yeah, or the yeah. sexy stripper thing. I think that helps kind of break the 
the mold of what maybe a Hollywood executive thinks these movies should be. Uh-huh. And they always, I mean, they tended to be stupid. I mean, I think of Supergirl way back when. Oh, yeah. Of, yeah. You know, even like uh, up through Elektra. And Electra then Catwoman. Yeah. Catwoman was really horrible. I mean, oh, I didn't yeah. think Elektra was terrible. No, it wasn't that bad. It was but, kind of a weird cabin. But I think people needed to kind of go in a different direction or at least put aside. So this one came into production after Wonder Woman and Patty Jenkins. So you think they were like, oh, wait a minute, we should go and hire a female director. Well, I think they're smart for having sought it out. Uh Am I in the wrong lane? No, you're fine. You got to go back to the light. You're going to bear to the left. Can I still? No, that's a turn lane. You don't want that. Yeah, so we're here. But yeah, no, I think it's important that that... You definitely can tell watching a film that it just doesn't seem like the other ones. Yeah, 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 you're right. I think there's a different sensibility, and I think that was true to a degree with Wonder Woman as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a a slightly different point of view, even if as opposed playing, to like when they did Suicide Squad with Harley Quinn, and they do the the long lingering shot of her putting her costume on, and you're yeah. like, well, what's this all about? Well, I mean, it, I think you need to kind of turn that corner because obviously that's. Just like in comics, yeah. it was always the bad girl with the sexy, strappy, yeah. leather costume and, and high heels and mm-hmm. butt shots and everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's fine. Am I going straight? You're going straight, yeah. This I mean, that's fine as a as a eye candy thing from the 90s. Yeah, I was going to say that's a dated... But that didn't bring women into comics. No. You know what I mean? That's like... You want to take a look? This one? No, the next one. That's the yeah. second light you're going to take a look. Yeah, no, it never, like... If that was the point, yeah. So it I mean, I work. think that's the thing. It's like, oh, there's no women reading comics. My daughter grew up during that era, yeah. and I could see it in her reflected in her eyes. Like, why do I want to read this? Characters, yeah. I mean, there were characters for her. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was the biggest thing. So I'm going where? You're gonna go right down that road. This is there a road here? No, there it tell. is. If you hear a scrap, if yeah. you don't hear any more episodes <laughs> of the Power Cosmic Podcast, we ended on episode one ninety nine. Well, tell them, tell them what happened with the last one. Oh, the, the last, last one we filmed did. the whole show. Two hours, two hours, epic. And then I go home and I put it on, and all there was was screaming babies for like an hour, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god, my ears were bleeding. And you and even I, had your laptop. I did have my laptop, and yeah. I was just like, it was so bad. I sat there. My son actually bought me a new microphone because he heard me downstairs. But was it a it laptop was, microphone? It's a brand new omnidirectional. Real, oh, you're gonna go yeah. underneath the underpass. And uh, it's a real nice one. It's like expensive blue Yeti. I mean, it looks like the one Johnny Carson yeah. would have or something now. So, so when, but that next time we use it, no, 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 no. It's fine. Well, the last one I had my laptop, but this time we ain't screwing around. You're gonna go and take a right at the lake. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's why there's been a delay in episodes lately because there was a perfectly good one. We had some good poignant, yeah, you're gonna take a right, good poignant show elements, but unless you want to hear screaming kids and me swearing about it. <laughs> And Sarah, the singing waitress, hasn't been on a while. In fact, if Black Widow did not open up this week, I would we would have been at pizza on Tuesday. But you know, you can't have everything. So it is what it is. So anyway, back to Black Widow. Attention, can I turn here? Yeah, you can turn here. It's right over there. No, 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 you're fine. So uh, yeah, it was a big budget, a lot of money, a lot of special effects. I mean, they did a good job. I think it 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 has a it has a great big opening sequence. I mean, it really yeah. was like kind of a James Bond action all the way in. Yeah, 
from beginning to end. There was and never. And her character was good before. I mean, like I said, I, I enjoyed the mm-hmm. appearances in Iron Man. The first that first appearance really kind of set the tone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was really. I good. had to keep reminding myself this takes place after Civil War. I was yeah, like, what is this? Well, oh, like, they didn't do that yet. Right. It yeah. takes. Isn't it set during the? It's right after they broke. Well, like literally immediately after the Civil War right, at the end, right. when she said, "I have to do something," I was like, "Oh, that's why she looked like that." Because right, it explains the blonde hair too. Mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. And her sister and her father. Yeah, it was. And mother, it was fun to big have the, family. I mean, again, introducing characters and possibility. I mean, even that, there seemed to be. Well, you know what? They did help it because there's to it. there's a weird history with the Black Widow in the comics because. I didn't know there was there were like multiple Black Widows until like years ago. I was like, "Wait, what happened now?" Because I always thought it was the same Russian spy Wait, in Iron Man. Oh no, they retconned that. Oh, oh. yeah, so it did. turns out to be she's been around since the forties. I go, "How's that possible?" And then you find out it's kind of like a Winter Soldier thing. Oh, wait, uh, well, that's what they did with the Black Canary. You're gonna go there was a up daughter and, yeah. and mother daughter. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, that's exactly what yeah. they did with this. They go, "Oh, there's another Natasha Romanoff and." She's a mother. I was like, wait, what happened? So you're going to go all the way yeah. around just to go back I that remember. way. Just... So, uh, yeah, I found that out, too. I had to go back and read on Wikipedia. I'm like, what? That's not the same Black Widow? So, so it's, yeah. You else? know it's bad when you're you're reading these well, things but... and suddenly they're like, that's not the same yeah, one. it's comics. I know. And the fact that the characters have been around so long. Well, that's what they were trying to explain. Trying like, to how could she be in the Cold stuff, War? Right? Go you're going to go to the right. Oh. SBC's down there. Left, I mean left. Okay. Yes. You're now listening to Audible Driving. Why is this guy, he's got a suicide mission. It's a green light, and he's like, I'm going to walk in front of Mitch and Jerry's car because I want to get run over, and now we've got the red light. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Thanks a lot. And it's not even raining out, so put your umbrella away. We've got a second chance to take him out. This guy's like not even looking. Look at that place up there with the fire outside, my bar and grill. And then colonies over there. Boy, I gotta edit all this out because it'll be like stimulating. Wow, it seems like I'm in the back seat with those guys. So as I'm they, going this way. You're going that way. Yeah. And that's, I just remember there was a, a decent size. There was Archie Moore straight ahead, too. This all looks different during the daytime to me. Yeah, the sunlight does that, Jer. I'm saying, like, when you're driving. It looks a lot brighter. Yeah, it yeah. looks brighter. Yeah, the sky. Yeah, is that's it. Yeah, color. the sky. Yeah, yeah. What, what is that? Uh, like, I don't know. Like, the burnt dumper? No, uh, I think that's kind of like a navy. Plus, they seem to be doing a lot of construction around here, which is yeah. kind of odd. It's like, what's this? What's that? So anyway, there we were. We're back on the air. Jerry Ordway and I am just back from... Why well, I always do my Walter Winston voice? I don't know. <laughs> just back from Colony Grill. Don't tell our friend Sarah, the singing waitress, because we were at the Milford Colony Grill enjoying a pizza Still a quality piece of pizza. Anyway. So we have to go this way. You have to go this way because that's why the site... Yes, that's why it says one way. That will take us to the highway? Eventually. You're going to turn to the left eventually. So anyway, there we were. Jerry just told me that when he was a kid, not only did they have a stick of gum vending machine, (laughs) you could actually buy one stick of gum. No, go straight. One stick of gum for how much was it? Two cents. Two cents. Back in the 1920s, <laughs> and you'd get, yeah. It was yeah. 1960s, but it was it was outside, yeah. mounted on the outside of a cavern. And you'd get a stick of gum. Stop. Yeah, yeah. Stick of gum. Juicy fruit or double. Juicy man. fruit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then Jerry describes in his warped childhood memory 
of a comic book vending machine at the Woolworths. It was kind of like a Walmart, but it wasn't, or a Kresge. Left at the light. Kind of a Kresge kind of store. Kresge became Kmart, yeah, SS Kresge. Yeah, it was kind of a kind of like that, but it was inside, uh-huh. right by the cashier. Yep. And it was a machine that you had, you could rotate, you know, it had like eight comics total. Mm-hmm. And then you'd put a dime and a nickel. Yep. You'd put you'd 15 a, cents in to buy a 12 a cent 12 book. Cent so they made yeah. out like bandits. Yeah. And the comic and would slide out and you were, you know, all set. Now, do you remember vividly any books you bought off of this machine? Was it a Marvel or DC? You know, I don't even remember. I think it was a DC because I was just like. It's probably a Superboy. I wasn't a Marvel. I was a Marvel collector. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I feel like. They didn't have Marvels in it. It was yeah. probably DCs, like in that GoGo Check era, maybe. Yeah, yeah, GoGo Check. So, if anybody out there listening knows of this comic book, sixty-seven, maybe sixty-eight, sixty-seven, sixty-eight, a comic book vending machine that yeah. Jerry remembers as a child. Other people have confirmed. I want to see exists. pictures of it. Okay. You don't think it exists? No. To get on the highway, you're going to take a right. So you don't think it exists? You think I'm making this up? No, and you can turn right on red because I can't believe you here. think it's it's made up. Uh, no. It sounds like it the a, world of like the, like the automat. My mom would trying, take. No, they were trying stuff. Because Do you know what the automat was? They probably. But I'm saying like the store probably did not want to have to deal with putting comics out. So they just put them in a vending machine. It's in a machine. Somebody else comes and deals with it. Okay. That would be my guess. I'm just saying my mom would tell me about taking me down to Times Square in New yeah. York to go to get the, the automat. Right. Which is you just had some food behind these glass case and you press a button and then food would slide out and they'd give it to you. It was like the, the kitchen of the future. Did you know that DC Comics had one of their Christmas parties? At the automat? automat? Yes. The famed automat in New York City? 1986. It was still there in the 80s? 1986. Oh my God, I don't... It must they, have closed soon after because I don't remember. It closed a couple of years after that, but they had uh, their... Christmas party. It was December of 1986. Well, well, there you go. And now you are there. So eventually (laughs) you're going to take a right and we're going to get onto the highway. It's going to be on this side, which would be the right. Anyway, we talked about Black Widow. Black Widow was a very good movie. The character's been around. No, no, no. How about Loki? We we talk a lot about Loki. This is New Haven. You want the next one? Um. Okay, so Black Widow's fine. It's there. It seems like I just I think I almost seen I saw this movie. That's what the weird thing about Black Widow is. Real quick to wrap that up. It's a good movie. It's fine, but it's been so long for them to get this movie out. It's kind of like okay, we're done. Let's just cross it off the list. Let's move on to the Eternals and Shang Chi and all the other ones. But doesn't it feel like that's? It's definitely like a changing of the guard in a way. Yeah, like that was the last of the Avengers. Now we're right. doing all the new stuff. Yeah, because it really was the. I mean, the other stuff all feels the like... The epilogue. Yeah, the other stuff all feels like it's going to be in a different tone. Yes. And I guess that's true, because it's the Yeah, because they're all, they're all gone. I notice they keep hitting you over the head. going to take a left. I know. That they need, notice they keep telling you that uh, Captain America and Iron Man are gone. Yeah. They've said that in the trailer for The Eternals. Yep. They say that on Falcon and Winter Soldier. They said on... Uh, they didn't say it on Loki, but... It's their they, way of reinforcing that. Yeah, so people are like, oh, when is Chris Evans coming back? When's, when's uh, Robert Downey Jr. coming back? They're like, they're not. They're gone. But anyway, shifting over to Loki, very different from the previous show, which was Falcon and Winter Soldier, which yeah. I like how Marvel takes chances and they're changing up the whole storyline, the whole feel, yeah. the whole look of the show. 
Though I do admit, I said this to somebody else, that you know how Disney has that indoor digital projection stage, they call it the volume that they filmed The Mandalorian on? You think they're using that? Oh, they're using a lot on Loki. When he was on that planet a week ago, oh, Trap, yeah, yeah. you could tell they yeah. were just doing like a rear screen projection. And the most telling bit was he was doing a monologue with the actress that's on the show, could play Sylvia, something, Sylvie? Sylvie. Sylvie. Yes. He would walk about 20 steps, stop, and then they flip the camera. He'd walk another 20 steps, stop. Uh-huh. And I kept watching. It was very obvious after a while that they were on a very small stage. And he right. just kept, you know, they just had to set up the new shot. Like, if it was like, remember the old conveyor belts and the guys would run right, on the right, old right. silent movies and the movie screen? That's what I was like. Can't they just, like, What was Loki filmed something? in Atlanta? It was, but then it says, it says Georgia. Yeah. But yeah. there's some of that. It has to be that volume close set thing because... Loki was done during most of the COVID lockdown pandemic. Yeah, I guess it was filming, or it stopped, or it was about to film, and then it shut down. Yeah. Because I think Captain, or the Winter Soldier was Yeah, they, they had to shut through. it, well, yeah, they had to shut, shut it down. down. They had an earthquake in Puerto Rico yeah. that they couldn't film there. Then they had to shut it down because of COVID. So let me... Well, about Loki, yeah. Let me give you my read. Yes. This is something, it'll sound more... I guess it'll sound like I've been thinking about it more than I actually have. Okay. But recently, mm. I read something. I, I can't tell you where I even read it. Okay. Probably you online. Get to left eventually. But it was about the idea that almost all these movies yeah. feel like they're based on the same premise of The Wizard of Oz. Yes. I said I call that so with Loki. Loki's I mean, very obvious. It's very obvious. Yes. I mean, it's not obvious until you hit upon it, and then yeah. you go, "Okay, you know, the wizard shows himself." Yep. As Behind this the curtain, great, it's this fake. Great thing, yeah. but it's fake, yeah. and yeah. this, you know. Well, even the costume I've said looked idea, like it. But see, that's the yeah. thing with like I think that's something that maybe the Marvel movies hooked onto is yeah. the idea that the characters they go on a journey, feel and they like travel. they're missing something. Yeah. But then they find out that this thing that they were missing was already always within them. Yeah. You know? So, well, yeah. with Loki, it's almost very obvious when you think of it that way. Yeah. You think, especially when you get to whatever the, you know, episode, what, four or five, is it? It's on four. Yeah, four just was this week. I noticed about... sense. But it well, was somewhat like that with WandaVision, too. Yeah. I mean, you can apply it. I don't know if it's if it's totally accurate or if it's no, then at the even end, it's, intended. Yeah. But it's, it's like a... a an interesting way of looking at it mm. through that lens because Dorothy is home and, and then, then transport the, you know, her to another place right, and then they're the, out of the, yeah right, fish she, out of water she, yeah. she's in the the tornado and yeah. then she's somewhere else yeah. and she's she's looking to get home no I see that in Loki and then here's her friends who are all missing something yeah you know yeah and each of the characters ultimately realizes that they yeah had those those things that they were missing they just didn't realize it. Well, I, li- didn't yeah. it. I liked how they took Loki was the villain. Yeah. And they kind of flipped it on his head. He's they everybody on that show is not really a villain at all. They're all yeah. kind of a victim, which yeah. was like the head of the TVA. She had a former life. Right. Owen Wilson had a thing going right. on. Right. And you find out they're all really just prisoners because there's somebody behind the curtain that's right. kind of, you know, manipulating or changing their memories or whatever. So they're not a bad even Loki who's supposed to be a villain isn't really a villain. He's going to actually be the hero of this thing because yeah. he's taken down 
the wizard or and the Loki's TVA. Always, I mean, Loki's always been the anti-hero. portrayed in a sympathetic light in the in the movies. Yeah, because they played up the fact that he was kind of adopted by Odin. Yeah, but he was never treated as the same as the yeah his own you yeah know, second class born son or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, so he's always looking for something, but he also is the type of guy who can't ever not find an angle on something. I'll tell you what, uh, watching Tom Hiddleston run around this time travel story, I said, you know, he'd be good. He'd make a good Doctor Who. Yeah. Well, this is all over, that's and true. he's done doing Loki. Just put him in a long trench coat, put him in a TARDIS. I'm like, this, that's the new Doctor Who. We're watching <laughs> him right now. He's a good actor. No, he's, he's a good, but a, yeah. he'll be Loki for the rest of his life. This guy will be 80 years old at a con. I was Loki, you know. <laughs> Watch this. Wooga booga. As he gets the horns on his head. I am too old to put the horn head on. It what happens if he becomes the name, next James Bond? Then you'll be No, I couldn't picture him as James Bond, but I definitely picture him as Doctor Who. He just came across that. And he's good more for television. Sometimes there's certain actors that are like, don't have the oomph to be on the big screen. Like, yeah. Tom Selleck was a good actor, but he never really made that big screen charisma. Yeah. It was like, no, he's good on the small screen. Robert Urich, yeah. no, he's small screen. He's not, you know... But here's the thing, though. He's here's, not George Clooney, who actually you, did this Right, job. but can yeah. you say that for, like, what like if... Hiddleston? Tom Selleck had been in a really Indiana successful... Indiana Jones? I mean, he was in a successful movie, The Three Men and a Baby. Yeah. But yeah. what if he had been in more than one successful film... Then you would accept him, you know. I think well, what like Clooney, like Clooney did a couple hits, and George Clooney was one of those guys who had to control his like weird acting tics. Yeah, he does with that weird head. head Yeah, yeah. And he he controlled it after he did the Tarantino or the Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, somebody pointed out to him. They said, I think it was was it Tarantino tells a story. He says, Can you do it? Yeah, can you do a scene without? Doing and that doing to your that head, head tilt. yeah. He's like, "What?" And he goes, "That's all you do." It's kind of like Bucky on the Winter Soldier. They said all he does is stare, right. and then, like when you watch it, they go, "Yeah, that's all that Sebastian Stan does is have this like weird glaring." He's just got the furrowed stare. brow thing going, like this yeah, no, Charles no, Bronson. See, I mean, I'll, I'll speak up for actors, and I yeah. think that you know some people find success on the small screen. Like James Garner is a good example. Oh yeah, he was in some good movies. Yeah, it was a Great Escape. But, but he, he was had better like a, at the Rockford Files. He also had a charm. Yeah, he did. You know, and I think sometimes the the it's not the actor as much yeah. as it's the character and the fact that they're on every week. Yeah. As opposed to two like, hours yeah. every, every six months if you're in two movies a year. No, I always thought like John Ritter, good yeah. TV actor, not really so much on the big screen. Yeah. Robin Williams, good on the big screen and the little screen. Yeah. But it's almost like he was meant to be a, a big screen actor. Yeah. And I just think it's a lot of... Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just sometimes you can see. You're like, I mean, well, think, that think guy... Think about the, the, the big thing, to me, the the best thing about WandaVision... Yeah. ...was that it made you care about her character. Yeah. Whereas in the movie, it's like... You didn't a, really see her, yeah. She's just, like, waving her yeah, hands or doing her there. power thing. I like the really Vision didn't... more than I ever did before after yeah. that show. I really never cared about the Vision character. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that something about TV... Yeah. ...because they can give you more character bits... Yeah, you know, you're basically comparing two hours versus. I'll tell you what, six or eight hours. I know it's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I'd much rather watch just a Bucky movie. Yeah, you know, because it's like, oh, that must be an interesting character because he's old, all his friends are dead, he's trying to come back from being like right. this traumatic. He's, he's Captain P- America. PTSD. He is Captain America without the charm. Yeah, and because he's a cold-blooded killer, right. you know. 
which was weird going back to Black Widow that they mentioned that in the movie. The guy says as a throwaway line, "You, I'm so proud of you. You killed so many people. Right. Look at the job." I'm like, "Yeah, she is a cold-blooded assassin." <laughs> and he goes, "But now you're the, the the hero of all little girls now." Right. It's like, well, that is kind of a weird thing, isn't it? But well, she was mind controlled too. Yeah, they kind of. I like how they kind of. You know, I mean, in, gave her some redemption. In, in yeah. Her, yeah, but I mean, just in her training. Yeah, I know. You know, those characters. Well, that's the same with Bucky. Oh, well, right. he can't help that he was a Winter Soldier. He was mind controlled. Right. It's like, all right, sure. Darth Vader couldn't help that he killed billions of people either because he was under the influence. But yet they tried to redeem him. They did. You know, yeah, I mean, I, know. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. It's a Catholic that, thing. We it's redeem also, people. Don't you think that's also? Of, of all the things, that's like a fairly recent thing where you're... To make the bad guy a good guy. Your villain is more sympathetic. Yeah. And I think in a way it makes the villain somewhat better. Yeah. It's more... One, it's not one-dimensional. Now like, yeah. oh, well, that's why I understand why he does that. And know? again, I mean, it probably plays off of how many actors saying, well, I like playing villain parts because, you know, you can get away with more. And they always say they're... They look at themselves as the hero of the piece. Yeah. So you read the script and you go, oh, I'm the, I'm the good guy here. Yeah. I don't because know. Because that's what, I don't think there's that many Hitlers out there. No. You know, there's no. a lot of people who couldn't care less about anybody. Yeah. But I don't think there's a million Hitlers. No. You know? No. But like, I don't know, movie villains, it's like Thanos, they try to make it like, well, here's the reason why he's doing it. It's actually, he's trying to be a good guy. He's trying to save half the... Right. The universe by, but he doesn't wiping care the about the half that he's wiping out. No, that's, and that's why where he's he becomes a monster. monster. Yeah. yeah, but I was thinking about like the this. I don't know if you've heard, read much about Eric Prince. Who's that? Who's the the? He has his company Blackwater, no. like the private security, and he's got the. This is a real guy. He's like a real life James Bond villain. Oh really? Oh a villain? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, and what's he's he a doing? Terrible, terrible freaking person. Yeah. In real life. Yeah. He's uh. You know they committed all kinds of crap in, in Iraq and uh, uh-huh. as private. You know they had their private soldiers, right? Oh, he's a mercenary. Yeah. Oh, I don't know who he is. Yeah. He's involved in all kinds of bullshit. Yeah. But this guy's like the perfect James Bond villain because what what is his motivation? His motivation is probably get money. money. Yeah. It's money and power. You Where'd know? you see this on HBO or something? No, I've been reading about this guy oh. forever. He's still out there. Yeah. Let's hope he's not listening to the show right now or Jerry's going to get a mail bomb. Don't open that package. <laughs> if they killed America's beloved comic... Yeah, Jerry Ordway. Jerry Ordway. Yeah. People would rise up, I hope. I know, the beer industry would take a hell of a hit. <laughs> oh my God, sales are down in Connecticut. What happened? There would have to be a full-page ad from Blue Moon. Yeah. In the we New regret to inform that we're laying off a couple of the plants because... <laughs> Ordway's been taken out of the Our game. fallen hero. Yes. In his honor, he fought the we're going to change the little character of the moon to he Ordway. He good social justice warrior fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. What else is on the agenda? Now we got this done. Suicide Squad looked good. I'm looking forward to that. And that was a new trailer. That was yeah, that was, yeah, one. James Gunn. Looking forward to that. It was a little more focused on Bloodsport. John Cena. It looks like it's going to be funny. Yeah. Like a Guardians of the Galaxy type of thing, which is good. Well, you, when you see the trailer for the, the new Suicide Squad, yeah. you think of immediately. I immediately thought, "Oh wow!" Because originally that was supposed to be Deadshot. Yeah. And Will Smith decided. Yeah. Now not it's to do uh, it. Idris Elba. But I mean, the setup is 
pretty much the same. The same. Yeah, that's what I was thinking kid, too. Yeah, and there's maybe some. Oh, you got to do this for your kid. Because yeah, the world's at stake or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm glad that they didn't just recast. No, I saw John Cena's there as the Peacemaker. Charlton Comics' own yeah. Peacemaker. Well, I didn't know he was supposed to be a bonehead. I don't. You have to ask Cumberbatch. I know. I'll ask him. Did you make a character? Cumberbatch's the only guy I know who wrote Peacemaker. Yeah. And nobody cared until this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not really. He's just there. He's yeah. like the, he's like a dumb Punisher. But again, he? for all we know, and yeah. again, apologies to Paul. No, I never no, read that no, miniseries. No. I never did either. But if I read the miniseries and I went, oh wow, this is great. It could have been great. Maybe it is great. Well, Peacemaker was a Charlton character from the late '60s. Yeah. And he just had this around. really stupid helmet. The helmet looks like a toilet bowl. It's like a, well, it's like a toilet seat. Yeah, like a seat. Yeah, he's like got a that. toilet seat around yeah, yeah. his normal helmet. Yeah. I don't know what he does. I have issue number one though from Charlton. I got it for like a dollar. I bet that's worth something now. Well, you have to read it now. What? And ruin the value? As I mean, Neil Adams said years ago, "There's no bad character. It's just a bad either approach or handling of a character." Well, and I, a, I do think that's true. It's a Charlton comic, so the odds are it is. Yeah, a but bad story. I mean, Alan Moore took those yeah, Charlton I know, concepts the and he made them interesting. I know. And again. He pitched, he and Dave Gibbons, they pitched He wanted that. to do the Charlton guys. They wanted to do it. And Dick Giordano, who had edited those books, was like, why don't you make it its own thing? Yeah. We just got these characters from Charlton. We don't know if we want to, like, yeah. you know. We don't want to ruin the question. Kill them all. Wait, the question was a Charlton, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think there's, you know, sometimes, like, Blue stuff Beetle. Like, stuff like that. And then, they, you know. They, Wait a minute. Okay, so going back. So, Watchmen. Blue Beetle was supposed to be the owl? Yeah. Owl Man or Owl Man. Owl Man. The question was supposed to be Rorschach. Yeah. Um, I think Peacemaker, Peacemaker was, was supposed to be the comedian. I believe Kind of yeah. looked like him with yeah. the costume with the short sleeve shirt. Yeah. I don't know who Silk Spectre would have been. Well, they had a character called... Oh, Phantom Lady? No. No, it was... Um, That's another... The uh, Ghost? That's another character that looks like... A there was a character, woman. a direct character that oh. it was based on. And what was the other one then? Captain Adam was Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. And then who was Osmodeus? Maybe that's an original character. Yeah, that's a tough one. Huh? No, no, no. So that's... Okay, and then... Is that all of them? Sarge Steel, he was part of that, but I don't think he was part of the... Necessarily the hero group. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, it would have been a different story. Who knows? Well, Who I mean, knows? Everybody always, you know, back then, I think, in the once the prestige format oh, yeah. comic kind yeah. of became a thing. Made it more of a They could adult do something book. that was like a standalone or a one-shot. Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen at Loki? Are they going to wrap it up or are they going to just leave it? Like he, I think he becomes a hero and ends up saving the world from the TVA and then dies but doesn't die. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. he's I not mean, coming back, right? Well, what do you think they're going to do with him? You think it's actually going to be as simple as him? Just I think I, feel like I think he and Owen Wilson end up riding a jet ski into the sunset. I feel like he escapes into to time somehow. You know, I don't feel like he. I was like dies, how but he I feel like him? he survives. In, yeah. You know. In, or he goes off with in Sylvie. One of those pockets or whatever. Yeah, like time. another universe. Or Kang the Conqueror shows up. Well, Which everybody's all hot and bothered by that. Oh, well, Kang's coming, Kang's and coming. And again, you can maybe refresh me, but I yeah. thought 
wasn't Doctor Doom Kang from the future? But he was also the Ramatut Immortus. Yeah, and Ramatut. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Because he was, was like the multiple Fantastic characters. Four. Yeah. Yep. So I keep thinking like, okay, they've said that Loki probably has more impact on Marvel continuity than the other shows. Yeah. That's what Kevin Feige, Feige whatever yeah. said. So. So he's gonna. They're s- gonna reintroduce Fantastic Four at some point. Yes. So if the time council TVA, turns out yeah, to be time King authority yeah. or King and Immortus and whatever, yeah, there's a link to Doctor Doom. Yep. I keep thinking that that's and Doctor Doom has to do with magic. Yeah. Because he was right. a sorcerer too. Right. There's some embedded stuff. So yeah. I mean, that would be my guess. Was just that. And again, I don't think it spoils it for anybody. No. We can think this. We don't know. I do like this, though, because I'm on another show. I told you some YouTube show talking about Loki. I like how everyone just sits around trying to figure out what's going to happen. Like, it's a mystery book. Yeah. Like, just watch the show. But no, every week we're like, what do you think? They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And now you don't really hear. Only The only show I can remember you and I talking about a lot was, like, Twin Peaks. Remember yeah. when Twin Peaks came yeah, out? Yeah, because it we was. Would, every week we're like, what do you think is going to happen with uh Because we didn't know Bob. what was happening each week. I know. <laughs> Actually, it was fun. No, and it, it was. was a great water cooler kind of yeah. situation. Like, did you see it last yeah, night? Yeah, because it was always was something crazy. Yeah. But I think that's... All these shows are built in... Nowadays, they seem like they're all built kind of like puzzle boxes. Yeah. So... That's a lost thing. Well, the but the problem is... But you got to have a definite good ending. You can often bring yeah. your own... Too much of your own... Take a you know, wishes to yeah. it. Yeah. And then when it doesn't pan out like and then you want it, it to, takes you're like, you like hey. oh, well, that's not how I thought it was going to go. No. And unfortunately, you, I don't know, I remember seeing The Empire Strikes Back. Yep. And you had a different going, movie in your head? No, no, I didn't have anything. I just remember seeing it and being kind of blown away. Yeah. And I wasn't comparing it to anything else in my head, but I think since there's so many genre kind of shows and yeah. things like that that yeah. it feels like it's almost hard not to compare oh funny there's a little rabbit well, it's hard not to compare everything but it's also hard not to you know the, it, it, they leave the door open because us talking about it yeah is promotion for them oh yeah because you know that show's wrapped already yeah. it's wrapped long ago there's nothing yeah. that we're going to say on the internet that Disney's going to go quick get back into production we got to fix this because the internet thinks this is going to happen. I mean, like the Mandalorian is a perfect example. Nobody saw that Luke Skywalker right. bit coming, and I was I was sitting there going, "No!" And then when it happened, take a left. This way, the left, yeah. And I, mean, I was like, "Holy crap!" That's but don't you think that part of that is that when you're watching the Mandalorian, well, at least for me, when I was watching it, yeah. I'd lose track of what what, what was time happening. Frame I'm in, yeah. Because no. I don't really feel like, oh, is this set in a specific time? Yeah. Is this your no, street? No. no. I mean, I feel like with the Mandalorian, the Luke yeah. things kind of caught up or kept, you know, like yeah. came out of nowhere because you were like, I wasn't when does this thinking, take place? when does yeah. it take place? Like, yeah. is this after Empire? Is this after Return of the Jedi? It was after Jedi. Yeah. Five years after Return of the Jedi. I mean, it's a great, that's a great example, though, because oh, that right. show then can be. Well, like even a, watching Black Widow, I had a, I told you I had to remind myself yeah. a couple times, like, oh, whoa, 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 where is this happening? Well, I mean, but it's good to do stuff that's set in a, like a little pocket because you yeah. can fill in details. Yeah. You know, whether they need to be filled in or not, they're at least some way to anchor Well, Feige came overall. out and said this week that Marvel might do more prequel stories. I'm yeah. like, oh, well, you know. 
Well, and I, I, there's nothing wrong with. It. I would love to see them do an Invaders. I would love that too. I always said, couldn't you do a one-off or cast? Established the original Human, Human Torch, Torch was there. The first Captain America. Yeah, and just like maybe just one because one day he bumped seen into that story him. Story doesn't mean it going. didn't exist, you know. Yeah. I know. I, I always thought that would be a good way to introduce Namor in a yeah. flashback. No, you got to keep going. Back. Well, I mean, keep these going. characters exist, but they're, you know, so where are we? No, keep going past that and stop oh, something. Right. All right, I'm going to wrap this one up. It's a shorter episode, but. Is this you? Yeah. Oh, next one. The yeah, sign. by the sign painting. Thank anyway, you, that's it. I'm going to wrap it up. I'll add more stuff to the show later on. Here we are. Right here. So why aren't you parked? Because the painters are coming in in the morning and oh, they take oh, up the whole oh. driveway. So they're I, using their ladders there or something? Yeah. And Harley's going to start screaming now. Oh, All right, Jerry, we'll have to catch up next time. Let me get my gift out here because it is my so birthday. I'm an old, believe it or not. <laughs> People are like, what now? All right, say goodnight, Jerry. Goodnight, Jerry. Terrificon, Connecticut's number one Comic-Con is back at Mohegan Sun on July 30th to August 1st. Meet actors and superheroes. Shop for cool stuff. It's three days of Comic-Con fun. Terrificon, Connecticut's number one Comic-Con at Mohegan Sun, July 30th through August 1st. Learn more at Terrificon.com.